and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Oh, Ryan, it got really hot and then it got really cold. <laughs> it's freezing. It's cold. It's freezing and cold and wet outside. But overall, it's it's a great happy Memorial Day, everyone, yeah, actually, for those of us in the U.S. that celebrate it. Or out in the world, too. But Ryan... How are you? And what have you been playing? Uh, I'm doing good. Like I said, like or like you said, it is Memorial Day, so this is the third day in a row of not working, which is sounds, which is just Ooh. wonderful. Um, I'm feeling yeah. like really <laughs> recharged and like a, a full human, um, which has mm-hmm. been really great. Um, and we, we were just talking. I just went on a, a bit of a hike with my partner um, in the rain, and it was still really nice. And so I'm, I'm doing it all. As far as what I've been playing, um. Little bits and bobs, uh, quite a bit of Destiny, as I've been like again trying to get back into oh, it yeah. and catch up on all the things that I've missed, and and just kind of trying to get my power level up so I can like do some of the cool end game. They've added a lot of end game PVE solo stuff, like for people who don't play mm. with other people, like that don't, can't raid. So I've been trying to get my power level up for that, and that's been kind of fun and like doing some builds. Uh, my partner bought Biomutant because she thought it looked really cool. So she's been playing a ton of that, and I've been I've been playing it, dipping in a little bit here and there when when I've been interested. But um, she's really enjoying that, and I, that it's 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 fun enough. Um, I think still it isn't an incredible game, but it's 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 scratching that kind of <laughs> loot and shoot itch, which is fun. And you get to be animals. Um, I think that's mm. I think that's all I've played. Um, Destiny and Biomutant. Oh, um, the PS5 came, so Astro's Playhouse dipped a Yay. little bit into Astro's Playhouse, which was really fun. The haptics are really cool, um, but that's the only kind of thing I've jumped in um, to really, really, like really super PS5 things. And a little bit of Outriders before our friend Dave went to DC. So actually, I guess I've played quite a bit of stuff here and there yeah. since we last recorded last week. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but how are you? What are you been playing? I'm good. I'm doing really good. Like you said, like I, it's a, a three day weekend, much needed. I feel like I still, I feel rejuvenated, also still tired. Like I'm just not ready to. Came out. Like sometimes I wonder, like why do we live these lives where we must slave away? And but yeah, whatever. <laughs> As I've probably been playing though, I finally beat Returnal. Finally, did it. Finally, I did it. Yeah, finally. Um. I was missing a piece. I just could not find it anywhere. It was driving me insane. I just kept beating the game over and over, which is great, but it wasn't leading me anywhere. until So I finally had to look it up, and I was like, oh, my God. So literally, I would never would have found it if I hadn't looked it up. So I thought it would be more like this piece that would that I needed would be more like kind of just open to me, and I was just kind of like a random drop. But no, I probably passed it a good like five times <laughs> beating the game over and over again. Um, but I finally beat it. Uh, great game, great story. It's a story where we mentioned this a few times in our podcast. You know, for since we started that, we like the stories a lot that don't hold your hands. You have to really piece the puzzle together yourself. And Returnal is that like tenfold. It really is a fantastic game. I would love to go into the psychology of it, um, but that would spoil so much. So, <laughs> I, do you plan on playing Returnal, Ryan? Yeah, someday, someday. Um, I, with games being seventy dollars, it just is, is such a which really it's like ten dollars more. It's not that big of a deal, but it just feels like such a big difference. It feels bad. Um, yeah. yeah, that I, I have to be mindful of of my my experience but yeah i'd love to it looks really cool um i haven't seen a ton on it but it looks really cool i put like 30 hours into oh, it wow. so like yeah i feel like i kind of got my money's yeah, worth certainly. in a way though i was definitely frustrated by the end i just wanted because <laughs> i just need to know what happened like I, I got the thing i needed i beat the games like yes and then i realized i still needed another thing so i had to go through it again and i was just so like 
I was just mad dashing it through all the, which is not the best thing to do because you need to like, you know, build yourself up a little bit. I was just mad dashing it. And then I would die. It gave me more frustrated. So I had to like force myself to slow down. It was awful. But I mean, awful. It was a great game though. I don't mean it was awful, but like, you know what I mean? It was very frustrating until they finally beat it. So great game. Fantastic. I really liked it a lot. I would love to, to do a deep dive in, in Tales one day. Um, if you ever do play it, then we can, I would totally do that story. That'd be fantastic. But uh, besides that, though, I've just been playing Animal Crossing. We, my, my partner and I have destroyed our island. <laughs> we have massacred what it once was. All the second and third levels are gone. Uh, all we have are the remaining stairs. And, oh, the, and our house is on the third floor, too, third level. Uh, so we can't get rid of that yet. But like we're just destroying everything um, and trying to kick out any residents I don't want, which there are a few. So I'm just handing out garbage on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> You get a tin can, you get a boot, you know, like whatever it is to show you that you need to walk out of this yeah. island. We don't, don't want wanna, you here anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. Yeah. No one here anymore. I'm holding off on axing them, literally with an axe. Yeah. I think there's a way to do it. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to do that route. But yeah, anyway, but besides that, I've been played, we're so close. My partner and I are so close to being Pokemon Snap that we haven't had time to, to finish it. We're on the final island mm. or final place you can snap the Pokemon. So it's it's exciting for sure. Definitely frustrating. I mean, so that what they do in the game is like each place you can level up, and then each level changes the course a little bit in terms of like the Pokemon you see. But man, again, that last level like mastered is forever. It's for and you're just doing the same things over and over again. Which in the original game was fantastic. In this game, it's just for some reason it's just maybe because I'm older now, wiser, <laughs> things yeah. don't impress me as much. Uh, that's bothering me. But overall, fantastic game, really good. Okay, enough of my ramble. But Storygoers, we hope that you enjoyed our latest episode of Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear. Thanks again to our guest, Jesse. He did amazing. Yeah. So good with the voices. So good. The interactions between um, Callius and who was the um, troll character, or the gnome character. Oh, the gnome, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember that yeah, name. Yeah, I forget his name off the top of my head. Glim or it, Glenn. It goes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Glenn or something like that. Glint, maybe. Yeah. Um, just it, both were played by Jesse, but both sound radically different. And it just blows my mind that the same person did those voices. So Jesse is just, again, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and he'll uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, it sounds like he wants to come back again. Yeah. So uh, happily bringing him back. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed that latest episode. As always, you can let us know your thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives to talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also comment on our posts on Instagram and Twitter or DM us. Let us know what you think, and we would happily read those on the show. You would also earn yourself a sweet sticker. And you can check that out on our posts online on our social medias, just how cool it are, how cool they are that they're out in the wild. People can see them. It's radical. <laughs> but yeah, so today for our next DLC episode, Ryan has done a fantastic job to help not only myself, but any storygoer out there struggling to understand this, the, the timeline of Ratchet and Clank. The new game comes out, I believe, June... Uh, my calendar's slow to come up. June 11th. But for those of us, myself included, that don't know the history of Ratchet and Clank, but are just super excited for Rift Apart, because wow, it looks amazing. And Ryan can play it now. Mm -hmm, yes, sir. And hopefully, story goes, you can too. Hopefully, PlayStation <laughs> reached out to you and, and helped you get your own PlayStation 5 like they did Ryan. So, which again, super cool that they're doing that. Regardless, sorry, going off on tangents. But today's episode is helping everyone that is behind on Ratchet and Clank catch up on what is important of the lore of the games. So we are all prepared for Rift Apart.
So we won't be rifted apart and understanding what the heck is happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, folks. I'll see you later. <laughs> He's done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> but Ryan, how about you start us off on kind of explaining yeah. a general history of this and we'll kind of deep dive into it. Sure. I'd love to. And also, I'm not, we're not going to be there yet, but there will be spoilers in this episode. Obviously, oh, yeah. as we talk about the story of Ratchet and Clank, I would love to cover these games eventually, at least these main story ones someday in more detail. Um, but just keep in mind that there are going to be spoilers for Ratchet Clank in this. That is the point of this to give you those spoilers. So if you don't have time to go play, as Eric can see, 16 games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, you, you have that Buckle information. Um, but yeah, so we'll go through kind of the history of the all the Ratchet and Clank games released across all platforms. And then we'll kind of distill it down to the ones that are really important to the story to, to give you that information. So the very first game and the game we covered is Ratchet and Clank. And that came out in 2002 on the PlayStation. Followed by a really well-received sequel, uh, Ratchet and Clank Going Commando. And you're going to see some themes here of names, um, so just... I can tell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Going Commando in 2003, a really well-received game. Some people think the best Ratchet and Clank game because it really distilled what was good about the first game um, and made it better. And then that came out in 2003, and then in 2004, all of these are on the PlayStation 2, which every year a new game is wild to imagine. That's wild. It's um, Assassin's Creed level right here. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal in 2004, and then the <laughs> so the dumb. next game is Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked, and this was like a this in in the current day would be a DLC. It's kind of like this arena based game where you just fight waves of creatures. You get cool gear, but it kind of takes place out of the story. Which when we talk to the games that matter to the story, Deadlocked won't be included. It's a really good game. It's really fun, but it just does not really have add a ton to the story other than like you get to see some characters. After Going Commando um, was um, Ratchet & Clank Going Mobile, which is a mobile game. It was like a 2D side-scroller game on like really old phones. Um, so that was the next game to come out that came out before Deadlock, actually. And then after that, you have Size Matters and um, Secret Agent Clank, which were both PSP games. Um, again, you can only play those on the PSP. I've heard they're not good um but they're 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 it's just more games and again neither of these deadlocked secret agent clank going mobile and size matters are all kind of side stories that are somewhat in the canon but don't really add anything to the overall story of the game in any meaningful way there is some stuff there but nothing that you'll be sad that you missed and then the mm-hmm. next kind of mainline um ratchet and clank game is now we're in what is called and you'll see this if you research ratchet and clank the future series these are games there's there's they're called ratchet and clank future i don't know why they did this really bad naming convention with calling them future and maybe they didn't maybe that's just like a after after thing but these they're, they're called the future series the reason being is up to this point all the ratchet and clank games are kind of their own standalone experiences where you had ratchet and clank in them but they were solving problems once you get to tools of destruction now we get this big overarching story that this is where Rift Apart is going to pick up on the future series. So if you only oh. want kind of what you need to know for Rift Apart, the future series is all you need. Tools of Destruction, Quest for Beauty, a Booty, A Crack in Time, and Into the Nexus. Those are the four really important ones for um, Rift Apart. And those came out respectively in 2007, 2008, 2009, and 2013, all on the PlayStation 3. And then there also was, um, and Into the Nexus is the most recent Ratchet and Clank game, other than Ratchet and Clank 2016, that like that is is a story game. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so the, the games that are important for the narrative are Ratchet and Clank, the original one, Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, and then most importantly, Tools of Destruction, Quest for Beauty, A Crack in Time, and Into the Nexus. 
and those are all kind of the seven games that are really meaningful to the story that are going to give you information you need in Rift Apart. Everything else is just kind of filler or side story or um, kind of a mobile game or early. So really, I, we, there are 16 games on this list. Only some, seven of them are like full, proper, mainline Ratchet and Clank games. And even A Quest for Beauty is kind of questionable because it's like four hours long. Oh. So that's a ton of information, Eric. How, why are you feeling so far? Overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I'm understanding it correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong here, so, sound, so Ratchet and Clank obviously is the very first game. Yeah. That, that does connect, though, to the future series. They're the, one of the same characters, or the future series is its own thing. All the same characters. Outside of the original. All the same characters. Same, yeah. Okay. It's all connected. And it's okay. a continuation. So things that happened in those... There, there's not as much of thread, but like there are characters who you meet in the early games who come back. Captain Quark is a big part of that, where... Captain Cork, where you meet him in Tools of Destruction, it's important to know what happened in Going Commando, because that was a really important for Captain Cork. So those two are connected um, in, in a pretty meaningful way, and you learn more about Cork and okay. those two experiences. But yeah, they, they are a continuation, right. but the future series is kind of where they started to decide, okay, we're going to tell one overarching story throughout four games. And Into the Nexus is almost like an epilogue, so it's really a trilogy and an epilogue. Because um, Into the Nexus, oh. everything has been kind of wrapped up, and you're just kind of going on this like side experience and sort of like questioning what you, what your choices were in the in the first in those first three games, which is really interesting. But yeah, we'll get into that. Wow. Okay. So okay. All right. Interesting. I find it really interesting too that they're like the names obviously are supposed to be funny, and then they kind of dropped it mm-hmm. towards the later games, which I found really funny because I don't. I think it is like. I mean, I think back then. Yeah, like 2002, 2003, 2004. That's definitely the humor of the time, I feel like. Like, up your arsenal and, and what was the other one? Um, Going Commando. Going Commando yeah. and Tools, or Quest for Booty. <laughs> like, definitely. Like, which is so funny now because I look at Rift Apart and it doesn't feel like that kind of game at all. Yeah. Like, like you know, it's it's silly, it's cartoonish, but it doesn't make stupid, like, not stupid, but like, you know, like, I don't know what kind of humor I'm trying to say here, but you know, it's just like silly humor. Yeah. You know? Or uh, puns, I guess. Yeah. But it's, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly see, no, even in the tone of the games, the tone of the first three games are really kind of lighthearted or kind of silly. There's some serious moments, but again, they're not telling this big overarching story. They're kind of silly and wacky. And there is a story in there, but once you get to the future series, like Tools of Destruction, they're more serious. Quest for Beauty, like I said, is kind of a DLC. So it, it has that kind of silly wackiness, but it's kind of like this light, lighthearted side story that kind of bridges the gaps between two games that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah no it makes total sense yeah so it's like a, it's like a star wars trilogy yeah for action yeah yeah like, star wars trilogy yeah. with tools of destruction a crack in time and then i guess into the nexus you could use and then quest for beauty is kind of like rogue one type thing it, it kind of bridges the oh, gaps between those stories you're okay. still playing ratchet throughout that experience but clank is in um quest for booty but you're not together which we'll get to that why you're not together for those for that game but Okay. Yeah. All right. So the, okay. So then, by the time of Into the Nexus, that wraps up the story. That wraps up the trilogy. So that's why Rift Apart is kind of this new right thing. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like a new. Right. It's okay. like so. I would imagine if this is successful, and with the amount of marketing they're putting into it, I think they're really banking on it being successful. You're gonna see a new trilogy of Ratchet and Clank games would be my guess, or or more Ratchet and Clank games because these three games kind of tell a whole complete story. There is some in unfinished questions. But they still kind of have this nice, nice, satisfying end in some way. We'll talk about why mm-hmm. um, when we get there. 
But yeah, so that's that's kind of all of the Ratchet and Clank games. All sixteen, I think I got them all. Sixteen Ratchet and Clank games, but there are really only seven that are important and meaningful to the story. Wow. All right. So by knowing these seven, we will have caught up to Rift Apart. Yeah. Which game? Which game does Ratchet not become kind of a jerk? <laughs> he starts um, to become good. I nice. mean, <laughs> once you get into going commando and up your arsenal, he's still kind of like. He's kind of a jerk, but him and Clank are really close at that point. Going Commando is really oh, okay. all about Clank and Ratchet, again, working together. In, in, because at the start of Going Commando, and we'll talk about this, Ratchet and Clank go their separate ways. And they and eventually have to come back together to help each other. And then, again, you start to see this. Ratchet, Ratchet's personality changes. He's more toned down. He's still kind of a jerk, but he's really he really cares about Clank. And you can tell he really cares about Clank. He doesn't take any nonsense. Um, he's not as kind of he's not nearly as lighthearted as he is in the 2016 he's not like this boy scout um he's still got this kind of sarcastic um silliness to him but he's not like a complete dick as he is in the original ratchet and clank um, <laughs> and actually it makes a good point ryan that you mentioned that the, the the so the 12th game of the series ratchet and clank 2016 that was based on the movie mm-hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with this timeline right it's his own thing that never was expanded upon probably because the movie didn't do too well and which is you know I think that in itself is very interesting because now we're getting all these video game movies, Mortal Kombat, Uncharted, I'm blanking on the other ones, but oh, The Last of Us TV show. It's just very interesting that this movie didn't do well, but man, they are going to probably do really well with Rift Apart. It's just kind of mind-blowing yeah. how crazy that is. You know, for Ratchet and Clank fans, you think they would want to see more of anything, but the fact that the movie didn't do very well is telling. And... um I don't think Mark Wahlberg should be a good Sully. I said it, <laughs> and Tom Holland's not a Nate Drake. I don't care what you have to say. It's just, I'm sorry. I'll be open-minded to it, but at the same time, I'm definitely being a hypocrite. <laughs> Put a ring on me, and that you call me Nathan Drake. It just doesn't work. I don't know what to tell you. So, sorry, everyone. It's okay. Mark Wahlberg is not my favorite. I'm sorry. He's fantastic in the other guys. I will say that. Favorite Mark Wahlberg movie. Uh, but Sully... I don't care if you put a mustache on him. He's still awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think one of the reasons the 2016 movie didn't do well is if you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, here is a retelling of your, here's a retelling. And not only a retelling, we've taken this character you care about and have learned to care about over a series of games and we've changed his personality completely. Um, so yeah. I think one of the big things in the 2016 is the most recent Ratchet and Clank game. And I, I mean, we've both played it and it's, okay the gameplay is is Mm -hmm. fun enough the story is kind of all over the place and like yeah one of the one of the biggest characters we'll talk about is dr nefarious he just shows up at the end you're like who is this guy what is going on here yeah Yeah. in in a really silly and nonsense way but yeah so i think one of the reasons it didn't do well is because i don't think they understood why people liked ratchet and clank and they tried Mm -hmm. to retell it but the 2016 version is effectively in the canon quark's retelling of the events of Ratchet and Clank, while he was oh. le- while he's trapped in prison for whatever reason, um, probably I between um, games here, because um, he gets put in, okay. in prison for whatever reason. But yeah, so it's but it, it has no meaningful. It is it does not affect any of the characters are similar in them. All the characters are there. Some of them are different, like like we've mentioned. But yeah, it has no no bearing on the rest of the series. It's interesting because I liked Ratchet. I'm sure they made Ratchet more likable in the 2016 version, which I did like him more compared to the 2002 version. I thought Ratchet in 2002 was just kind of a huge jerk. I didn't really like him very much, but the 2016 I liked because he's very charismatic mm-hmm. and charming and, and wanted to be a hero. Um, so it's very interesting that Cork made Ratchet in this retelling, yeah. you know, 
so much nicer in reality than he actually was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's going off a tangent. It's it's interesting they went that route with the newest game. Yeah. I'm happy to see that they're kind of going back and, and abandoning <laughs> this yeah. story. You know, I'm glad they're kind of moving on and, and have this old new thing because it looks like it looks like Ratchet is different though, very similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know why from just what I've seen that more confident yeah more, and that's a ratchet that's gone through a lot already mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind has. of changed which is cool which is really cool let's dive in okay. to the games okay. and so this next section so that is kind of an overview of all the games the next section is going to be us kind of me briefly telling you the synopsis of a game and then telling you why it's important what what information is important from that story so our first the first ratchet and clank game we've done an episode on it go listen it, it, it turned out mm-hmm. really well it's a great story yeah. go check it out but if Effectively, there is a um, Clank. Ratchet is on a planet working on a ship, and Clank is a robot who was made in a factory, but he is defective in some way. And it's Ratchet and Clank teaming up to defeat Drek, who is this evil guy who wants to destroy all these planets and build his own super planet so he can then pollute it. And then, again, spoilers. He wants to just create planet after planet. Ratchet wants to go get Quark, who is the savior of the universe, and have him help Ratchet and Clank defeat Drek, only to find out that Quark is working for Drek. And um, all of that happens, and and Quark is kind of defeated and dishonored and, and brushed aside, and then Ratchet and Clank save the day. What's important about this is it is the kind of the start of these two characters. We have Ratchet and Clank, they become friends, they meet for the first time, we meet Captain Quark, Um, And we learn that Captain Quark, although is this kind of big, boisterous personality who, you know, has the whole universe tricked to believing, or not not even tricked, the whole universe believes that he is a hero, he is ultimately only really cares about himself and is kind of Mm -hmm. faking. And that's kind of really the big important piece. So that's that's the original game. We'll we'll jump into the next one, and then Eric, we can talk a little bit more about Going Commando, unless you want to talk about the original. But we've... But you know, no, I just would say go go listen to the original if you haven't listened to it yet, because we did do a great job on it. But yeah, I think it's a great a great way to start the series is it kind of sets the tone for everything. But yeah, um, and then we have Going Commando. So at this point, Ratchet and Clank are like celebrities. They've saved the universe, and they're they have this you know they were given a beautiful apartment, and they you know are, are seen as saviors and um, loved by all. Um, Abercrombie Fizzwidget is a um, CEO of Megacorp, which is a different in a different galaxy other than the galaxy they exist in because there's multiple galaxies. And he knows how famous Ratchet and Clank are, and he wants their help. So he reaches out to them and says, "Hey, I need you to help me. One of my um, biological experiments that's so important was stolen by a thief, um, and I want to hire you and Clank to help me." Clank, he's done saving the world, and he'll take a job, but he doesn't want to do the adventuring bit. Ratchet's like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of bored. I'm feeling kind of done with this. I want to go and, and save the world and, and go help this guy and get paid to doing so. Ultimately, Ratchet finds this thief, tracks them down, and discovers that after this individual has, has stolen Clank, kidnapped Clank, Ratchet goes and finds Clank and finds this thief and finds out this thief is a Lombax, which is the same species as Ratchet. And this Lombax tells Ratchet that this bioweapon or this 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 biological thing is a weapon that can be used to destroy the galaxy ratchet is is sure that fizzwidget just doesn't understand and so they go to try and tell fizzwidget what's going on Um, they then discover fizzwidget takes off unzips his outfit and underneath is captain quark who has stolen who has taken over megacorp and he is going to use this bioweapon to cause mayhem all over the universe so that he can then save the universe and reclaim his title as a hero. Wow. Unfortunately, he doesn't understand how dangerous these creatures are and is instantly eaten by one of these characters, causing Ratchet and Clank to have to then fight and save the day. Angela Cross, who is the Lombax, helps them. 
Um, and eventually they um, save Cork's life and they subdue what is called the proto-pet by neutri- by using all this kind of crazy, you know, MacGuffins that they go around the world to, to stop. And effectively they save the universe. Cork is, again, further pushed down in the universe and he ends up becoming a tester for Megacorp. The, the real CEO was trapped in a closet, a supply closet, and <laughs> once he gets out, he's angry at Cork and effectively Cork becomes a tester of all of their... Um, equipment and is is put through all kinds of terrible situations because of that um so just just keep that in mind so that's that's kind of going commando your cork is out for revenge and he wants to become a hero but ratchet and clink again save the day why this is important is we learn a little bit more about cork and what he was willing to do to become famous he's willing to put the entire galaxy in danger so he can then save it but again because he's a a bit of a dangus um isn't able to do so (laughs) um we meet another lombax which is important because it's the only other one we've seen and then ratchet and clank again save this galaxy separate from the other galaxy that they've saved so they've saved two separate galaxies becoming more famous that is so interesting that cork is the bad guy in this game because i think he's just so is he and I don't know if this is true or not, but he always seemed very loved. Like he's a love character in the series. Yeah. Man, he's like really evil. And especially if you look at the 2016 version of the game, spoilers, at the end he has like a redemption kind of where he's like accepted again as a friend by Ratchet and Clank. So it's kind of going off nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel. Yeah. It really is a weird retelling of the story that makes no sense. That's so interesting. It's, it's crazy that he's so beloved because like, he is funny, but man, he's a huge jerk. I'm surprised that he's so well loved. Oh, well, we're that's not. Really surprising. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're not done with Cork. Cork will we'll come back. Don't worry. But yeah, so that's that's the <laughs> second game. And Cone Commando again is a really well received game that people really enjoy. All of these games you can play on PS Now. Um, if that's something interesting, I believe oh. all of all of these main title games you can play on PS Now. I played um, Into the Nexus because um, on PS Now with the free trial because these games are probably like ten hours long um at, at most if you if you do a lot of grinding so just just keep that in mind but yeah so going commando is is a game you can um, check out but it's it's real love but yeah that's quark evil gets put through this like really terrible after after the events of this quark is effectively a tester of machines and the, i think the final scene is ratchet and clank watch a commercial where quark is being we don't see the TV, but Cork is screaming as these like blades and stuff shoot out of this machine. Um, so he's like, in Cork oh is gets it, gets it really bad. Um, but we'll, Jeez, we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay, uh, moving on to up your arsenal. So again, following the events of Going Commando, um, the the Ratchet and Clank are even more famous, um, even more well loved in the universe. Ratchet is sitting on his couch in his apartment. He gets news from Darla. Um, Gratch of, of Ratchet and Clank 1 fame. The, this is Darla Gratch coming to you from Hollow News. Oh, yeah, Darla. That's right, that's yeah. right, yeah. And Veldin, um, Ratchet's home planet, is being attacked by Tyranoids, Tyranoids, under the command of an evil robot scientist named Dr. Nefarious. And this is the first time in these games <gasps> we meet Dr. Nefarious, who is this okay. evil villain who, again, will ma- effectively become the main villain of this series. And the new one. And the new game, one. Right? I think he's the yeah. main villain of the newest At game least game. how the marketing has shown. Yeah, he seems to be the yeah. main villain. Um, so Ratchet is contacted by the Galactic President, who has explained that Dr. Nefarious was a mastermind behind that attack. And, and they're sent to find the only person to ever survive a fight, Dr. Nefarious. And he is living on planet Florana. They go to this planet and they find Captain Quark 
lost his mind, <laughs> totally insane, believes it to be a monkey, and has his best friend, who is also a monkey. And well, the next section of the game is you finding holotapes to help remind Quark who he is as the only person to survive an encounter with Nefarious. So you go and you find Quark, and um, you restore his memory, and he's kind of back to his silly, wacky self. Um, and eventually the Galactic President um, puts him in direct control of the war against Dr. Nefarious, and Quark forms the Q-Force, which is uh, Ratchet and Clank and a variety of other wonky characters who you've met throughout the series, like Skids, um, the skateboarder dude, this giant, well, I don't remember what episode, what <laughs> game she's in, this giant like Russian robot lady, um, that, like, again, these are characters who, if you play the games a lot, a lot of really prominent characters from the games puts together the q force a force to fight dr nefarious um and, and defeat dr nefarious with a weapon called the bio liberator which is going to turn everyone every creature in the universe into a robot just like he is they the q force um. attacks dr nefarious in his base um and, but he <laughs> escapes and puts it to self-destruct before everyone escapes except quark who says he has to find something he stays behind and is blown up, and the universe does not know the face of Captain Quark. There's a big funeral, and everyone misses him, and he's lauded as a hero who's gone too soon. Um, eventually, after doing some investigating, you find out that he faked his own death, and he is hiding away in an asteroid, um, hanging out in his pajamas. And Ratchet, like, Ratchet and Clank are like, what are you doing? The whole universe thinks you're a hero. I want you to become the hero the universe believes you to be, or, or you always wanted to be, and then they leave. Quark, they go and they fight Nefarious. At the last moment, Quark comes in, helping, helping Ratchet and Clank defeat Nefarious, and in some way getting some kind of redemption as a hero of the galaxy. So what's important about this game is we meet Dr. Nefarious, who is an important villain of the series, and also like a, just a really silly, ridiculous villain. He has a butler who is like this super powerful being, and every once in a while, um, Dr. Nefarious like short circuits out and he just starts playing audio from what would be an old time movie. And he's just a really wacky, fun, silly <laughs> character. Dr. Nefarious is really great. Um, he's not like a super in-depth villain or has any kind of meaning f- to him. He's just this kind of wacky character. We also form the Q-Force who is important and they kind of come into things later. And we get, we learn more about Quark's history, which was that he faced Dr. Nefarious at one point and defeated him. And that's how he became the hero of the galaxy of the universe he he did do at one point we don't know the details of it but he defeated dr nefarious if you read the comics which i've never read apparently you find out that cork and nefarious went to like high school together and cork bullied nefarious so much <laughs> that he became evil and then accidentally pushed him into like a vat of acid and that's why he's a robot or something i don't know it's really oh wacky um but effectively that's that's um an important an important piece of all this oh but yeah God. eric what are your thoughts on up your arsenal <laughs> <laughs> that's true my whole perspective on what I was going to say about this game I was going to say it's awesome that Quirk had his redemption I'm curious if the key force is a playoff of the X-Force from sure. the Marvel comics being a kind of a, a ensemble of you know strange and, and different mutants that were kind of too much for the X-Men um, and I was yeah I was going to say I was happy that you know, Quark has his redemption. I, I think that's the biggest part. It almost feels like these three games are almost like Quark's... It's like Star Wars to me. We have Luke and Leia and Han, and that's great, but really this is a story about Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. And that's what this feels like to me. This is a Ratchet and Clank game, but this is truly a story about Quark. He doesn't deserve <laughs> to have a story about <laughs> I think I think they just realized the best voice acted and best written character mm-hmm. in the series, they want to make more of him. 
um, which is why I think there's so much of Quark because he's just a really fun, wacky, wild character who just like is just again so well loved because of all this silliness that, that is Captain. Is he? Has you have you seen him at all in the promos of the new one? No, I, I haven't. Seen him. I haven't at all. Um, and we yeah, so we'll see because after this game, after up your arsenal, Captain Quark after helping defeat Dr. Ferris, Captain Quark takes all the credit and is elected as the new president of the galaxy. So that's something to keep in mind that like in the next game when you go and talk to the Dr. President, Captain Quark is like sitting at the at the presidential. So there's just, you know, just silliness. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, that's that's up your arsenal. Um, and that's like the, that's the end of the series of games that are kind of their own thing. Certainly, like I said, they have like these through lines of Captain Quark, the through lines of Ratchet and Clank, them being these well-known heroes, well-known um, but now we're kind of moving into what is known as the future series, which is three or four games that tell one kind of story to completion and then an epilogue after that. Interesting. So the, so this first, these first three are like the mm-hmm. first trilogy, right? And now this next trilogy, and then if Rift Apart does good, they'll do probably another trilogy. So this is like technically the beginning of the third trilogy yeah, of this new yeah. game. That, that would be my guess um, if it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now just keep in mind as we get into the destruction, we have some more kind of serious themes in these there's their little their their tone is still silly and wacky the world is still full of these crazy characters you can tell there's more going on there's mystery there that you do not figure out within one game which is new to the series we have tools of destruction um ratchet and clank are on um, metropolis which is kind of like the the effectively the course on like the the main planet of the this galaxy and um it's attacked by this um creature known as emperor tachyon who's this like tiny character in this just massive mech and he's came to kill ratchet <laughs> ratchet doesn't know why but eventually tachyon explains that ratchet is the last of the lombax which again this makes no sense with the continuity where we've met a lombax before you're just supposed to ignore that because it is never talked about right. again um but effectively ratchet okay. is the last of his kind the last of the lombax and tachyon is a species of creature called a um, kragmite who hates the lombax um and he because the lombax effectively eliminated his whole species he's now going after revenge emperor tachyon eventually throughout the course of the game ratchet discovers that um, there was a device that was used to kill the kragmites that was used to wipe them out and you try and find this object and you eventually learn it is called the dimensionator it is an object that can open portals to different dimensions and what the lombax did is the lombax there was this war that was going on where the kragmites wanted to wipe out all the lombaxes so in defense and the lombaxes were these like super technologically advanced race um, which is the same that Ratchet is. In order to defeat the Kragmites, they created this machine that would open portals and send all of the Kragmites to a different dimension, you know, no longer trapping them on, on their world. Eventually, Tachyon, who was the last survivor of his race, he was found by the Lombax, raised by the Lombax. Eventually, he learned, you know, what the Lombax had did to his kind. So he stole Lombax technology, created an army, and went after the Lombax. And eventually, the Lombax, using the Dimensionator, went to their own dimension, leaving only a few Lombax behind. So over the course of the game, you learn that, um, which is kind of the really big, important things that that we'll see here. Ratchet and Clank eventually defeat Tachyon. They break the Dimensionator. Um, All throughout the game as well, um, Clank is getting these like weird visions uh, and these these kind of weird voices are talking to him and telling him things. And there's these like floating blue robots that are interacting with him and helping him and nobody else sees them except Clank. And at the end of the game, Clank is taken by these creatures known as the Zoni and vanishes. So after Ratchet and Clank defeat uh-huh. Tachyon and they learn some of their history, Clank is, is, is taken away. He's kidnapped by these creatures. Cliffhanger. Right, which is, again, the wow. first the same we have okay. in the series, right? So you learn yeah, yeah. all this information about 
um, Ratchet and his people and the Kragmites and their people and this kind of war that's going on between them and how now that Ratchet and Clank has gotten so famous, as soon as Tachyon saw that there was a Lombax left alive, he made it his mission to wipe out the last Lombax because that's the last thing standing in his way of taking over the galaxy because he so fears the Lombax. So yeah, that and, and, and Tachyon's goal was to use the Dimensionator, which again is the same thing we see. It's the same object we see in Rift Apart. That kind of machine that opens portals. That is the Dimensionator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in, oh. in this game, you put it on your head, and it kind of opens up portals to other dimensions. So he was trying to bring the Kragmites back into the world and take over the world and kill Ratchet. But the Dimensionator broke at the end, and that's when Clank was, was stolen away. We also meet some fairly important characters, um, Kronk, Zephyr, and Tailwind. These are three characters, Kronk and Zephyr, like these two robot brothers who have this really good comic relief, and they're really interesting. They're, they're kind of these old old-timey robots who remember the times before um and then we have tailwind who is the the daughter of the foremost expert on lombax history interesting so a lot of focus on ratchet's ratchet and his speech yeah this whole this whole future series is really about ratchet and clank and their origins and who they are and how mm-hmm. those origins are coming back to you know have an effect on their their current time that's kind of the really big piece of this. Interesting. Okay, and it definitely is playing a part in Rift Apart. I feel mm-hmm. like if this, if the um, Dimensionator is is a part of that, that's interesting. Yeah, and as well as like we go to another galaxy where we see another Lombax, right? Um, which is really mm-hmm. important because to our knowledge, Ratchet is the last of the Lombax on this dimension. So in this other dimension, we have another Lombax, which is going to be really interesting to see. And this is also yeah. the start of where we see Ratchet and Clank separated. Um, that'll happen here and oh, there a right. couple times. That looks like in Rift Apart, that's going to be a, a fairly big part of the plot, is that they're not going to be together for a period of time. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll see what that happens there. But um, that's, that's tool, that's yeah, Tools of Destruction. All right. So the first the first game of the second trilogy. Right. Of the future the future series. Exactly. Yeah. The future series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have Quest for Booty. And this, again, is like a, really, a four-hour DLC experience. It's effectively Ratchet trying to find... That is the, the kind of the conceit of this Tailwind's dad, who was the foremost guy on Lombax's, vanished years ago. No one knows why. And so this quest is you finding out what happened to Tailwind's father because he had something that would allow you to communicate across dimensions, which would then allow Ratchet to find wherever Clank is um, to find him. So the whole kind of this whole conceit of this, ga- of this game is trying to find um, Clank. And this takes off immediately after the previous game. You're trying to find Clank. You go on this like pirate themed adventure. So there's these like space pirates. The The aesthetic is really fun. Uh, there are some really fun, silly characters. But eventually you find um, that Clank, because you play as Ratchet and Clank, but separately, Clank is being kept by these Zoni. Apparently he was um, radiated by this magic that the Zoni give off, this time magic. And he was became sick by this time magic. And as so, one would. As one would. So the Zoni have, <laughs> have gone and found... Uh, somebody who can help Clank recover. And who they found was Dr. Nefarious, who Oh, is, no! Yeah, he's back. So they find Dr. Nefarious, and he is... They're at a place called the Great Clock, which is a giant clock in the middle of the universe that keeps everything in line. Um, without it, everything would, would go all wonky. And eventually, you learn that the Zoni were created to help keep time in the universe, um, and they can also revert time, this giant clock can, and the Zoni can. We learn that Clank, for some reason... This clock is his destiny in some way. The Zoni have been pushing him towards oh. this this great clock. But ultimately, Dr. Nefarious has kidnapped Clank and is going to use him for his own evil means. And that's where the game ends. Dr. Nefarious has Clank in his clutches. Ratchet knows where Clank is. 
and that's that's the end end of the game. So he's not gonna, he's not going to fix uh, Clank. He does, yeah. He he fixed our, he fixed Clank, but Clank loses his memory and doesn't know where he is or what's going on or doesn't recognize Doctor Nefarious. He trusts him at first and then eventually uh. is is captured um, and unable to you know fulfill his destiny in some way. The reason this game is important again, it's a short one, is we get a little more character development for Tailwind, Kronk, and Zephyr. You learn to care about them. They help you on this journey. You meet other silly characters. You learn a little bit more about the Zoni and Clank and his origins, and then it's really just kind of to set up the next game. Uh, a Crack in Time is probably the best narrative game in the series. Like, it has interesting villains. It has this, like, really cool, like, um, asking some moral questions in a really interesting way. Um, and it kind of really is, is we, we find out exactly what Ratchet and Clank's origins are and why that's important in a really interesting way. Hmm. Um, any questions so far, Eric? Anything that feels like total nonsense? Or all of it feels like no, nonsense? No. Okay. It's a very con- so so far you know, Clank's kidnapped, <laughs> sick from time, as one would be <laughs> fixed by Doctor Nefarious, though not stolen. Ratchet comes to terms with kind of he's the last Lombax, understands where his people have gone. Uh, now he's on a quest to get Clank back from Doctor Nefarious, and he's in a crack time to do it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so Ratchet in his journey to find Clank meets another Lombax, a Lombax called Alistair Azimuth. And after, the only one. The only other. <laughs> he's the only one except this one. The only Longback. <laughs> so we've met two others, but I'm the only one. Alistair Azimuth says that he was left behind by the Lombacks because he is the one who trusted Tachyon and gave him access to Lombax technology because he thought Tachyon was going to do good in the world. But after getting this technology, he waged war. So Alistair was banished and not able to go into this dimension with the Lombacks. We also learn Alistair le- shares with Ratchet. Alistair knew Ratchet's dad. They were really good friends Whoa. growing up. And the reason that Ratchet was left behind is because Ratchet's dad was the guardian tasked with protecting the Dimensionator to make sure nobody else would be able to use it. But he was killed by Tachyon. And Alistair is this really interesting character who kind of knows all this Lombak history, is a really great fighter, and he's really remorseful about what he did because he blames himself for the death of any Lombaks who were killed by Tachyon and for eventually banishing or having to have the Lombaks leave this dimension and go to another one. So that's, again, we, we, we learned that the Lombaks went to another dimension, but Alistair and Ratchet and his dad were left behind. Alistair mm-hmm. helps Ratchet find Clank, but he also shares with Ratchet that this great clock that they're going to can turn back time. And Alistair believes Ooh. he could turn back time, not help Tachyon, and help the Lombaxes come back so they no longer will be banished, undo everything that has happened up to this point, and just turn back the clock and have the Lombaxes not have to leave. So we let's kind of learn that that's Alistair's drive. He's really remorseful. He, he, and Ratchet's like, yeah, this sounds great. I, I want to I wanna help my people. I want to feel like I belong somewhere in this universe. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. While this is happening, Clank escapes Dr. Nefarious. We learn that Clank was, wasn't just created in a factory, but the creator of this great clock, this gets, the Clank stuff gets really convoluted. The creator of this great <laughs> clock births Clank by like modifying mm-hmm. the factory, and Clank is this being created to effectively become the keeper of this great clock after he dies. Um, and, wow, way to really work that into the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the, I think the biggest issues with the future series is they're trying to tell two origin stories at the same time. Yeah, I, and it just ratchets. I think at least for me was more interesting. Clanks feels kind of like threw on. It does not feel nearly as organic or as interesting as ratchets mm-hmm. does. Nefarious shares that he wants to use the great clock to turn back time because he in this in this dimension in this universe. 
the villains always lose. He wants to turn back time to change that. They go to the Great Clock, and once Ratchet learns that turning back time this way would destroy the universe, Ratchet's like, hey, Alistair, we shouldn't do this. Clank it, Ratchet and Clank get back together and like, hey, Alistair, I know you feel bad about this. I know you want to turn back clock, but you, can't, you shouldn't do this. And he says, okay, fine. And then Ratchet and Clank defeat Nefarious and everything is okay, except Alistair at the Great Clock kills Ratchet and starts <gasps> to turn back time. He kills Ratchet? He kills Ratchet and he goes to turn back time. As this is happening, Whoa. the whole world is like shifting and changing around him. And Clank, yeah, it gets, it gets really intense. And then Clank, who... Clank, in his journey of, of learning about the Great Clock, learns that there is only a small period of time that you can turn about the clock and not break the universe. And he is told by the plumber um, that it's only six minutes. You can only back in time six minutes or else you destroy the universe. Clank turn backs the clock six minutes, jumps in front of the, the whatever it was that killed Clank, stop or ratchet stops or ratchet, ratchet yeah stops ratchet from dying and then they and then they um go and confront alistair alistair sees everything around him just being destroyed and ripped apart and it's like oh no i've made a mistake i just wanted to i just wanted to undo my wrong i just wanted to make things right but it is not worth destroying the universe and alistair sacrifices himself to turn stop the clock alistair dies everything is kind of stabilized um ratchet jumps in his ship says clank thank you so much it's your job to be the keeper of this clock. I need to go find my people. And then they decide they're going to go their separate ways. Whoa. Clank turns down the job as keeper of time. Says, until Ratchet can help, I can help my friend find his people. I can't take on this job. Clank joins Ratchet and then they fly off into the sunset. Um, why this is important is we learn more about Ratchet and Clank's fathers and the history of their people. Quark does dive in here a little bit and he, he helps, but not nearly as meaningful. He helps save the day again in some meaningful way. He, with use of the Q-Force, Ratchet and Clank in the Q-Force, like he helps him infiltrate Nefarious's lab, he puts on this like nurse's outfit that's very weird and strange, and he, he he's very, very weird, and, um, and he's like seduces some some people. It's, it's very strange. Oh, um, but we learn that Nefarious wants to create a world where villains win, and he was defeated right here, and he isn't able to do that. Eric, what are your thoughts okay. on a, a crack in time, if that made any sense? Yeah, definitely a deeper story than the original three it sounds like a very deep story yeah and it sounds like i'm glad we're going over this honestly because these last three games in the future series so far definitely have a theme that is recurring it seems like in rift apart like finding ratchet species again and this new lombax that's in rift apart um and just how interesting clank's role is in this person that's supposed to guard this clock yeah, no, and I, I just love that the, the Dimensioner also is going to play a significant role in the newest game, yeah. um, which makes total sense because like this motivation for Dr. Nefarious to create or to find a universe or a dimension, I'm sorry, where Villains won is the main kind of crux that's happening in the newest game. So they're bringing that theme back, which is cool. It, it kind of rewards that player or story or listen to this podcast <laughs> for paying attention to the overall story of Ratchet and Clank. Very cool. I like it. it. This this game, I think, is, like I said, narratively the most interesting. Alistair is this character who, through the entire game, is, like, helping you and telling you about your father and telling you about the Lombacks and telling you how great of people they were and just how remorseful he is. And all he wants to do is undo his mistake. No matter what he does, him killing Ratchet was terrible, but once he time, turned back time, didn't matter, right? Because right. It, all right. of his mistakes, which how... We, when we just did Baldur's Gate, right? All of his mistakes yeah. would be undone. The ends justify the means. He knew right. he would have to do bad things, but ultimately to turn back time. But then he realized the things he had to do wasn't worth it. And he, he sacrificed himself for that. 
Um, like now, again, leaving Ratchet alone in this in this universe because Alistair was the only one who knew his father, the only one who knew the Lombaxes. Um, so he was like a really interesting character. Doctor Nefarious is kind of like the the bait and switch villain. Where like, oh man, Doctor Nefarious is this bad guy. You go and face him, but then Alistair is the real villain of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, mm-hmm. he just wants to undo the mistake he made in trusting Tachyon. Right. So we're still dealing with the um, the ramifications of the first game. Um, and we're kind of throwing in these new elements again. This really big theme of finding family and found family versus you know where you belong in the universe is, is really important. Uh, it's just really interesting that Ratchet fights the person that killed his father before realizing that Tachyon was his father's murderer. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really cool callback in a sense that it's not the main motivation to to beat Tachyon. Like that's that's very cool. Um, and and all these themes are kind of turned up to eleven when we get into the Nexus. And this is the this is the most recent game I've played. It's like an epilogue, so it, it explores some of the things. It doesn't really talk too much about. We don't learn anything else. It just puts everything that happened in a different frame of mind. Um, and this mm-hmm. I think might be one of my favorite games in the series, just because it's the most recent. The gameplay is really fun, and the story is interesting enough. So the start of this game, you are. It's not called the Q Force. It's called like the Galaxy Defense Force. Same thing, effectively. <laughs> you are a member of this team with Kronk and Tailwind. You and Kronk and Ratchet and Clank are, are taking this ship with a prisoner on it, a very dangerous prisoner called Vendra Prague to a super max prison. Um, she has these like crazy mind powers. So she's like kept in this hyper important um, prison. And she's like, when you go to greet her, she taunts you. Um, she calls Ratchet a, a coward. Because he um, hasn't found his people. He's refused to find his people. And he, when he had the chance, effectively he believes Ratchet to be a coward because he isn't doing enough to find his people. And so Venderprog is in the ship. Her brother attacks Ratchet and Clank's ship and um, destroys the ship, killing Kronk and Zephyr. Um, this is the first time in these games Dang. where like meaningful characters. Kronk and Zephyr are like, really well-loved characters are like killed. Don't come back. There's no turning back time they're like dead and tailwind is like really upset at this happening because kronk and zephyr served her father and now served her now they've been killed so um that's kind of right away this happens in the first half hour of the game there's this really it's like turned up to 11 like all the things you knew this is darker this is a darker story than the other games so they're killed immediately um and then you ratchet and clank have to escape and you go to this plant that has been destroyed um by um Effectively, these creatures called the Nether, who are these evil purple and black creatures who Vendra is trying to bring back. This planet was where Vendra and her brother were from, and they had tried to bring the Nethers into this planet, and it had destroyed the planet. Um, and you eventually find out that Vendra is trying to build her own Dimensionator to open a portal to bring back these Nethers, who Vendra and her people, Vendra and her brother are the last of the, of the Nethers on this dimension. Um, so they were tough. So Jeez, there's more family stuff. Right. So, and Vendra has this connection to this individual. I don't remember their name, but this, this individual in the nether who's telling Vendra, I've waited long enough. I need, I need, I want to come back to this dimension. Let us, let us back in. And Vendra's like, I'm trying, I'm doing what I can. And she, Vendra has all these powers. She's really powerful. And same with her brother. Eventually, um, Vendra builds his dimensionator and opens a portal. These nethers come flying into the galaxy and they're like these eldritch horrors. Um, and one of them grabs Vendra and throws Vendra into the nether and then is free. They were, they were He was effectively just tricking Vendra. He knew how bad Vendra wanted a family. He manipulated her from when she was a child. Um, 
and over time, you know, told her, this is what you need to do to have a family. I just want to be with you, Vendra. I just want us all to be together again. And then when finally he was freed, she he threw her back in the nether and, like, now is free to be evil in the galaxy. So you have this parallel, right, Jeez. of Vendra wanting to find her people, Ratchet wanting to find his people, but then seeing this is what happens when if your only drive is to find your people, right? Only bad can mm-hmm. come if that's your only goal. Um, and eventually Ratchet and Vendor's brother team up. They repair the original Dimensionator and they use that to send this monster back to their own dimension. Um, but the Dimensionator breaks at the end um, and that's kind of where the game ends. And then there's like a post-credit scene where Clank grabs the Dimensionator and puts it inside of him. He steals it effectively from this museum with the purpose of fixing it and repairing it. So that's the end of this game, right? So we have this this other dimension. There's some dimension hopping here. There's this like evil being who is playing on Vendor's desire to be with her people. Ratchet all throughout this is also coming coping with the fact that like he's never going to see his people. And there's this if they the dimensioner is fixed, he could just open a portal to his people and go save him. But he is choosing this world instead where he has Clank and where he has his friends and family, his found family versus the Lombax who he's never met. And he saves the galaxy again, and the Dimensionator is broken. Um, and that's kind of where this game ends. Uh, this is this game is important. We have this parallel. The hero and the villain both want the same things. They both want to find their people. They both want to find their families. They're just going about it in different ways. Um, Vendra, mm-hmm. again, is willing to do anything to find her family, and R- R- Ratchet is not. He wants to find his family, but he understands, you know, these are my people. I have people here. Dimensionator is brought back, and Clank, at the end of the game, steals the Dimensionator. And that's the last Ratchet and Clank we see, is Clank grabbing that Dimensionator. Why does he do that? He wants to fix it for Ratchet, so he can find his people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It seems evil. Has he not learned any lessons (laughs) from this this story? Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. Attention, Clank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's Into the Nexus. This is, again, a shorter game than um, Kraken Time. It deals with the same themes of a Kraken Time, but of a different way. Instead of making the hero is going after finding his people, the villain is going after the finding people, and you're stopping them from doing so. So it's this like yeah. interesting reflection of what you want, what the villain wants. It's it's it, I think it's it's really well done. Again, I think there's details there I might have, I probably left out, but that's kind of a brief overview for what you need. Really, all this means for Rift Apart is the Dimensionator is taken by Clank. That's kind of the only really meaningful piece, as we know the Dimensionator was fixed, it was broken again, but then Clank has it. He's the last person known to have the Dimensionator. Interesting, which I'm sure will probably play a part in the next game. I really like. The, the bad guys of this story of these of the future series Atakion and Vendra I like them a lot and, and um, Alistair as well I don't even want to consider Alistair a bad guy because I don't think he truly but then again the best villains are the ones that see themselves as, as a hero and that's what makes them so interesting Dr. Nefarious sounds like the, the weakest of the bunch so I'm almost yeah. like I almost want to know if they're going to like, expand upon Dr. Nefarious in this next game because they did such a great job in the future series with, the, with these villains, you know, Tachyon wanted, was angry that his people were wiped out by the Lombats and Alistair wanted to, to fix his problem. And then Vendra wanted to bring back her family. All, all motivations that are understandable and, and from their own eyes, probably feel like they're the heroes of their story. Uh, just so, which is great. I think it's really cool. It makes it, you know, you can sympathize with these characters, which is really awesome compared to, uh, Quark, who just wants to be famous again, you know, like whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know, Dr. Yeah. Nefarious is bullied, and I, I just want to be, like, I just, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's like comic yeah. book villain, right? He just, I want to be a bad guy because I want to take over the world because there's not like any kind of meaningful, yeah, yeah. I hope that 
I hope I mean they did a great job with these games. I hope that they take what they did here and build upon it with Dr. Nefarious. That'd be fantastic. Like you said, my only interaction with Dr. Nefarious as a gamer is the 2016 version <laughs> where he just came out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I blew him up and it was over. Yeah. So like I just I have no idea about this dude. Well, I mean, a little bit, but still I don't. I would yeah. say still I have no idea what his main motivation is besides just being a bad guy. Yeah. Like, you know, so but he always, it always ends up badly. So is he really that smart? Should he really be a doctor? <laughs> I'm curious. Where did he get his PhD? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 I'm really hoping in Rift Apart, and I don't know. I, I Obviously, I don't know. I'm hoping yeah. the Dr. Nefarious is kind of like this bait and switch where we're, we're shown that Dr. Nefarious is the villain of the series because he's so well known and he's like so core to Ratchet and Clank, but it ends up being Dr. Nefarious is just a bumbling idiot like we've, we've always seen. Here's the true villain, some character who has like really good motivations. And I don't know if they'll do that, but I think that would be really interesting if they do. I've heard that this game is a is a, a, a good uh, jumping in point for I'm sure. any kind of player experienced or not. So I'm very curious if, because the Dimensionary plays a huge part in this game, it looks like, that we'll see Tachyon mm-hmm. or Vendra or mm-hmm. the, the Lombax peoples or have some kind of past callback and how they'll handle that for, par- for players that have no experience with this game or these, these, this series of games. It'd be very interesting, I think. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if they brought back all these villains. You get to play against them and, and you know you get to kind of see all these callbacks in these old games. But I have a feeling that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I think they're going to make it a yeah. success. I think if they have any of those things, it'll be small. I think what they want to do is build a new player base, which I think is the smart thing to do. Take these oh, characters yeah. who are well loved, so you have a built-in player base, but then let's like start something new, which I think I think is I think is fair, and I think is no, yeah, me too. If they do well, is is going to be really good. Again, I'm I'm a little nervous about the nefarious thing because he's been kind of this go-to villain, as you can see, for mm-hmm. all of these things. And Doctor Nefarious is a fun villain, like he's kind of wacky and silly, and that's like I'm evil, but I'm also kind of like <laughs> kind of like Quark. I'm just so ridiculous that it you can't really take them seriously and that's interesting but yeah. i don't think it's as interesting like you said as alistair or vendra or tachyon right who have these like really meaningful drives so we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes so eric that's that's kind of the my hopefully you could follow um synopsis yeah. of thrashing games so the last thing i was thinking if, if you're willing is i wrote kind yeah. of a world history um series of bullet points and i was wondering if you could go through and and again change these or, or whatever language and you want but here's kind of the what what i've put together of the of the if if you needed if you wanted to know the history here's the how 10 bullet points you need to know okay all right pay attention storygoers you're gonna get a quiz on this at the end <laughs> if you fail you can't listen just kidding we need all the <laughs> listeners we can get so just don't, don't leave please but this is the world history review <laughs> it does feel like a test. It feels like a study guide. I gotta remember yeah. it. But the very first thing in the timeline of Ratchet and Clank we gotta focus on is the planet Fastoon has two species at war. Those species are, yes, you guessed it, the Lombax and the Kragmites. Ben, you, you guessed it right. <laughs> 10 points for you. I really hope you have a listener named Ben. <laughs> uh, next, the Lombax use the Dimensionator and send the Kragmites to an alternate dimension in this war that they're having, which leads to two things. One egg. From a Kragmite, which is literature revealed to be Tachyon, survives and is found by Alistair Azimuth. Also, the Lombax hope to raise it as their own. Next bullet point, Tachyon discovers, after being raised by the Lombax, what happened to his people, the Kragmites, and use Lombat technology to wage war on the Lombax. It's like a second a second war against the Lombax. The Lombax escape from Tachyon by also going to another dimension, leaving behind the one who found Tachyon, which is Alistair, and the guardian of the Dimensionator, Ratchet's father, as well as Ratchet. Wow. 
Bullet point. Ratchet is sent away before his father is killed by Tachyon. Rip, Ratchet's father. We don't know his name. Not important. (laughs) (laughs) So then Ratchet grows up without his people, without his family, and ends up meeting Clank in the original game. No wonder Ratchet is a jerk. (laughs) This is all making sense to me. (laughs) Chairman Drex, the main villain of the first game, with help from Quark, starts to destroy the galaxy. Uh, but they are end, they end up being stopped by Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank become known as the universe's heroes. Woo! They defend the universe from Protopets and Quark in the second game, uh, and stop Doctor Nefarious from turning the universe into robots. Thank you by help with the help from Quark, his redemption, his <laughs> his amnesia, and then come back as one would. Uh, from there, we go into the future series where Tachyon finds Ratchet. Seemingly the only Lombat, though that is not true, uh, <laughs> due to Ratchet's popularity, and vows to kill the last Lombax. It is not the last Lombax. Tachyon uses the Dimensionator to bring the Kragmites back. What? The Ratchet defeats them. Wow, that's rough. You think you'd like learn? Uh, Ratchet defeats them and sends. Ratchet defeats Tachyon and sends him off into an unknown place. Could be the same place as his people's. You would, one would hope so, honestly. Yeah. I would even hope that Tachyon does. Then it's kind of like, you know, at least this led to something good. You know, the, the decimation of uh, more Kragmites from, from Ratchet. Whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not going to focus on that part. Clank is then taken by the Zony. Not Sony. The Zony. <laughs> Ratchet and his friends search the galaxy for him, looking for booty. Quest for booty. That's the game. Yeah. And find him at the center of the universe. Way to go. At the big clock. You think someone would discover that at the center of the whole universe is a giant clock. But I don't know. That's cool though. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank defeat Nefarious yet again with the help of Azimuth, who is well, is the person that discovers so Azimuth is the person that discovers Tachyon, but right. feels guilty for raising him into being the person that kind of like pushes the Lombax out and then was left behind uh, for his actions. So yes, yeah, so the Ratchet and Clank defeat Nefarious with the help of Azimuth, but Azimuth kills Ratchet. What rip to to turn back time. After he's warned that it'll destroy the universe, Clank then turns back time because he realizes he can only do it uh, six minutes uh, to save Ratchet, bring him back to life, and then stop Azimuth, who sees his mistake and sacrifices himself. That sucks. Way to really learn your lesson in the wrong way. (laughs) I realize what I've done. I'll stop. (laughs) Rip Azimuth. It's weird that characters are dying in the series. I just can't even picture it. From yeah. the only game I've, 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 we've, you know, told the original story. I played the 2016 version. I can't actually imagine people dying that aren't robots. So it just kind of blows my mind that people are dying in this in this series. Okay, so Azimuth, rip in peace. Um, I said rip in peace on purpose. So don't have me start. Uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, after saving the universe, return home. And join the Galaxy Defense Squad, as one would. They transfer Vendra, who is the baddie, from into the Nexus, but it goes wrong. And she brings the Nethers, her species, into Ratchet and Clank's galaxy. Uh, Ratchet and Clank stop Vendra, even though she's kind of, like, you know, really used poorly by her father, Rip. uh, And stop the the Nether by using a fixed, by using a fixed Dimensionator. But it breaks yet again. You can't trust it. The very, very end, the last thing that happens before Rift Apart is Clank steals the broken Dimensionator. And you know that crap is about to play out <laughs> wrong in the next game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Eric. I mean, it, 
Yeah, we were caught up. It's like I played all 16 <laughs> games. <laughs> I, mean, I have not even played all 16 Hour and 13. <laughs> I'm so experienced. My my head looks bigger. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I, I love that. I think this is cool. I mean, what a great way to continue this story, but then also use the power of the PlayStation 5 to really give an amazing graphical experience in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I mean, just from the... The showcase alone that they've shown several times, like it's just crazy. You literally see the different dimensions playing out around you as you're entering into new ones. No loading screen, nothing. It just blows my mind. It's so cool that they can do this now. I wonder if they really thought about like, wow, well, in the future, I really hope that we get like some power that we can like have them jumping universes without like ending a level and starting a new one. Like it probably like blew their minds and they're like, wow, we can really make this amazing. This rift apart amazing. I don't know, Ryan. Overall, as the person who wrote this, you are yeah. you are our Tales from the Cartridge Ratchet and Clank expert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the story of, uh, as a whole of Ratchet and Clank? I think it's I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's not great. Um, it has its ups and downs. I certainly think the future series is the strongest narratively. Um, it's the most interesting narratively, and even then, the there's some bips and bobs there. But I, I think I think it's good enough for it to be engaging and interesting. Um, it makes me really excited for Rift Apart. I mean, you've played a more recent Insomniac game than I have, so you have a really clear picture of what Insomniac can do. So I'm excited yeah. with how excited and how much praise you've given Insomniac, how how well they did with um, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, with so with this original IP that they created that used to be a real mainstay of the PlayStation. If you look at our timeline, if you look at when these games came out, four of them came out for the playstation 2 four of them came out for the playstation 3 no five of them came yeah. out for the playstation 3 a bunch of them came out for the psp and then 2016 came out for the ps4 there's been a ratchet and clank game on every sony system since the two playstation 2 uh, so i'm really excited to see what they do with this and the playstation 5 and hopefully this starts a series of more ratchet and clank games because it's a really like the gameplay is really satisfying at least i find like upgrading things and shooting things and and just having really wacky guns uh and if they if they land the story i think how they've done the future series using what they've learned about storytelling. I'm really excited. I think it'll be interesting to see. But Eric, what are your thoughts? You went into this only having, which I'm sorry, only having the 2016 <laughs> story in your brain and the original Ratchet and Clank. Those two parallel but different experiences. What are your What are your thoughts now um, on, on going into Rift Apart? I'm actually I'm actually happy I played the 2016 game first and not the other newer ones. I think that that's a really solid foundation to have in a sense. It not I mean, I, I won't lie to you, it is not an amazing game. <laughs> no, it isn't. It, it is, is not. fun and cute and kind of just like fun to do. Yeah. If you don't have any other games to play and you're kind of just jonesing for a fun story, I would say Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 version, is a fun time. Like if you can play for free, I would highly recommend if it. You can play, play for free. I bucks, think that's it. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But it, it, it's, <laughs> I agree. Unless you're, you know, not worried about it. But like um but I think I think from there, just to see the graphical standpoint, the the gameplay was fun. I like the weapons in that one. It's a lot of fun to invest my coin, like my 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 points to make the guns better. I always enjoyed that part because you can see the graphical changes in the guns, which I always think is really cool. Um, I think seeing that game and then looking at the previews for Rift Apart is just gonna blow my mind. I think it's gonna be an amazing experience. I'm really I, I I'm very hopeful it's gonna be good. I'm probably overhyping it now, but I just compared to the 2016 version, I think this is gonna be like crazy good comparatively i agree um, comparatively yeah and you, yeah and you make a good point right like with insomniac and how well they did spider-man and miles morales two games i i really loved i think they they nailed them like they really did such a great job and it's crazy because like 
look at Insomniac Games. They they have their most recent games are Spider Man, of course, two thousand nineteen, then Miles Morales, two thousand twenty, and then now we have Ratchet and Clank. But look at that. Look how different those two games are. Like insanely different. But but kudos to Insomniac Games for for doing that, for going through with that. They can just stick to Spider Man and be totally okay. But they keep wanting to make Ratchet and Clank. Look at uh, look at Naughty Dog. You know, Uncharted and The Last of Us, amazing games, fantastic series, very similar, like extremely similar in terms of the graphical look of it, the gameplay of it, like super similar, but Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man, super, like not even close to being comparable to gameplay-wise, but but Insomnia games can do it. And that's just like, my main point is that kudos to them, like for taking that risk, for taking that chance, for being that good. I think they don't get enough credit. They already get a lot of credit, but I mean, they don't get enough, I don't think. Um, so Insomnia Games, if you want to hire us as voice actors, <laughs> <laughs> Gabe just has not gotten off the chair yet. We were kind of getting impatient here. Uh, if there's any portal guns and uh, Ratchet and Clank, we'll be the voices. <laughs> Whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, actually, Eric, that that reminded me of like this weird kind of connection because Insomniac Games made Tony Hawk, didn't they? Or didn't they make Tony Hawk? They no, no, never stopped. That was never stopped. Okay, I was gonna say never because... stopped. Um, because for some reason I was thinking Insomniac, but I don't know why. Because I just remember us talking about, we'll cut all this, what I have to say. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, you remind me of the fact that Insomniac Games also made Sunset Overdrive, which I would even argue is a mix between Spider-Man and yeah, Ratchet and Clank in a sense. Like, it really is like a mix of those games. Like, the, the, the wild open world element of Spider-Man with the crazy wacky guns of Ratchet and Clank. So, like, it's cool. They kind of have all the... Like all these games are kind of intertwined in different ways, different weird ways, weird ways, but they're all so very different than each other. They um, Insomniac it, games, fantastic. They also they were Spyro, right? Insomniac made Spyro, the Spyro oh, games. Yeah, the Insomniac. Spyro. They did oh, Resistance. God, yeah. They did the Resistance games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they've done a ton. I'm sure there's a bunch of games that I haven't played of Insomniac, but um, oh, yeah. yeah. So like they've they've been making games for a long time. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful um, that they'll keep making good games like they like they did with Spider Man and Miles Morales. Yeah, I I think so. I think. If if Miles Morales is any any indica- indication of what Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will be, I am extremely excited. I I was not excited for Miles Morales. I didn't really. I think Miles is a really cool character. I love Into the Spider Verse a lot. It actually was just on a, like before I jumped on here. Fantastic movie. If you haven't watched it, probably the best Spider Man movie I think. But yeah, agreed. <laughs> I just wasn't like super into playing as Miles. I was really into Peter. Peter's story in the first game is so good. But man, I was so wrong because I think Miles is such a... They did such a great job fleshing Miles' character out. I enjoyed Miles as much as I enjoyed Miles in Into the Spider-Verse. And oh, just wow. in a whole different way. Yeah, yeah in a whole different way. Because I think it's an older Miles compared to Into the Spider-Verse. But the struggles that he has is just significant. And they do such a good job at kind of showing you what that is and, and how significant it is. It's a great game. I, I cannot wait for more from Insomniac. I mean... No, 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 I can't wait. It's it's exciting. I wish more people would take pages from Insomniac's book, Sucker Punch Studios, bring back Infamous. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima is great. Don't get me wrong, but it, it, come on, everyone else is doing two games, two series at a time. Where's Infamous? I just wanted to throw that out. I mean, I think it would be really. I think Sony. Again, we are incredibly biased, but I think Sony would be would be really <laughs> beneficial if on the PS5 we get another Ratchet and Clank game. We get some more Infamous. We get some more Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Like, if they go to these studios, or not the original studios, but other studios, and say, hey, these are the games that really resonated with our Sony folks, the people that have played Sony games for far too long. 
Um, let's let's put games on our PS5 so they have a way to like really experience in this a new and interesting way. I think I think that'd be really smart, and I think like an Infamous game on the PS5 would be Buckwild, like all the assets yeah. flying across the screen, all the cool powers. Oh my god, it'd be Buckwild. It'd be insane. It'd be insane. I would yeah. love it. Bring back Cole McGrath mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. just make a whole new game. I would love it. I would be I would be in heaven. It'd be so good. I oh, one day, one day we'll get it. One day yeah. Sony will wise up. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but Eric, that was that was Ratchet and Clank. We've we've gone Ooh. over all of them. Uh, that's at least if you, if you're interested in in seeing these games, um, but you don't want to play them, there's a YouTube video you can watch that has all the cutscenes from them that gives like all these characters more things. There's a bunch on uh, YouTube of like the story so far videos that are actually that are really good um, as well. Then maybe do it in uh, again storygoers. D- listen to this in its entirety. Um, before you go check mm-hmm. those out but um there's there's more good yeah, stuff out obviously. there if you want more ratchet and clank if you want more context to these things and this scratch an itch but you want more there's more out there or ps now play them they're super easy you can beat them in a day easily Multiple. all of them uh if you sat down um and played <laughs> for like 12 hours yeah probably um oh wow yeah probably um there again if you just beeline right for the story stuff and don't spend any time going after all the golden bolts for all the upgrades mm-hmm. um you'll get there um I believe. And one of the things that we didn't talk about at all, and maybe I'll cut this because it isn't useful. Um, one of the really cool things <laughs> about the Ratchet and Clank games is they used to have these things called the Insomniac Museums, um, where you would like go into these secret areas and you could see like assets from the game, or you can see like different. They did this a little bit in the 2016 version. Um, it's more. It was more hidden and more um, wild in the older games, where like you could oh. play around with guns that didn't make it in the game, but like there were test versions. You could play around with oh. mechanics that weren't in the game, sort of these test versions. You could like listen to developer commentary, like in this like weird wonky museum um, that was really cool and made you like really care and understand how much Insomnia cares about these games in a really meaningful, interesting way. So it's cool. That's cool. I don't remember that in the 2016 game. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Not, I don't remember at all either. But yeah, interesting. Huh. Yeah, storygoers. You probably don't need to go anywhere else because we did such a great job. No. Oh, Ryan did a fantastic <laughs> job. You did a great job. Thank you, Ryan, for that. We are all caught up. No storygoer needs more explanation. If you do, don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when you're but, listening to this, Ratchet and Clank comes out on Friday. Um, so wow. play it, y'all. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, when you're yeah, listening to this, Ratchet and Clank comes ah. out on Friday. This Friday. Um, so uh, we will, I'm sure, when we record the following weekend, be talking about it. Um, yep. Yeah, go check it out um, now that you're all caught up. Yay, that's so cool. Um, and as always, it's June. Uh, we haven't fleshed out what games we're covering this this uh, month, but probably uh, a regular game next week, story, uh, I'm sorry, then a bedtime story the week after, and then maybe a guest episode, hopefully, fingers crossed, the week after that. Is this a funky coming No, month? this I is four. So we have today, okay. this is going out on, actually, there's only three. No, there's what? four. No, there's four, three? sorry. Oh, um, okay. We have this DLC is going out on the 7th, the 14th, there'll be an episode, um, a regular story episode of some kind mm-hmm. um the 21st would be a bedtime story and then maybe a guest or a regular episode on the 28th so only four yeah yeah we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that but um <laughs> we're gonna get rich truck on fire <laughs> try to figure it out we're, i like to say we're on fire truck on fire i think yeah. that's where we have the means we're... to put ourselves out we just haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> sounds right to me <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> but hopefully, storygoers, you enjoyed this. Hopefully, you feel all caught up for the new game that comes out this Friday, 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 Friday. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited for it. Hopefully, and I really, really hope that for the storygoers who want a PlayStation 5, really hope you get it. I really hope you have one. I hope Sony reaches out to you and offers you that exclusive link thing like they did for ryan i think i mean and ryan like i just just for clarification there's nothing to do with tails like i think it's just based on the fact that you are a more of a sony player of course not yeah no certainly this has nothing to do with tails if if it does and sony you're listening reach out to us and we will we will shamelessly plug whatever you want um shamelessly (laughs) it probably has everything to do with the fact that i haven't played my ps4 in a very long time and i usually play it a lot so they probably reached out and they saw that i'm they know everything. They probably saw that I was constantly oh, yeah. Google searching every day. And you know what I mean? Where do I get a PS5? So oh, yeah. probably has to do with yep. that than anything else. Even corporate corporate jerks. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, so if you want to give me some money. <laughs> we'll sell out so fast. <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting though if one day this situation has happened. Like, oh crap, I really got to make a decision now. Yeah. It's fun to joke about it because I don't think we actually would. But at the same time, it's like, well... Jobs do get stressful. <laughs> and this is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want me to promote what? <laughs> All-Star Battle. Or what's the new thing that's coming out that everyone made fun of? There's a game that's coming out that everyone made fun of. E3. I don't. Everyone's playing right now. I forget what it's called. But apparently it's actually pretty good. I forget what it's called. It's like Battle something. Battle. I don't battle Royale? All-Star Battle Royale? Maybe. That's the 20. Looks like the 2012 one. Uh, okay. Oh no, I think I'm thinking of something else. I'm gonna cut all this. I'm gonna cut all this. <laughs> oh, Destruction All Stars. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. Destruction All Stars. They just announced it, Destruction All Stars. No, hopefully no one that's made this game is listening. I'm so sorry. I just interesting that like for they announced that um for Destruction All Stars that if the player count is low, they'll introduce bots because they're anticipating that's the case. <laughs> that did. just that sucks. That sucks that they yeah. anticipate that, but um. Whatever. Oh, really fast, Ryan. And yeah. I'm curious what the story goers think as well. I would love to know their perspectives. They just announced two new PlayStation controller colors, black and yeah, red. Yeah, I did see and that. I, and they're beautiful. They're very and beautiful. I am very I'm only gonna buy one. I only need one. Mm-hmm. I have we're, the, we're thinking the white one, which we, I would, we're looking to buy one too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm stuck on it because my partner likes to buy one, but I think the black one's really sleek. It reminds me of the classic PlayStation controllers. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna do? <laughs> are you guys torn on your? Are you? Yeah, right same same thing. Malia really likes. Malia really wants that red one. She thinks it looks really cool. But yeah, that black one is just like the OG PlayStation controller. Um, yeah, I wish all of my good. PlayStation, my whole PS5, looked that black color. Um, <laughs> Me too. Me too. But yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, I'd love to hear what people's perspectives are um, on that. If they could, if they could push us one way or the other, that would be great. Yes, please give share us your perspectives. We'll give you a sticker that you can put on your. PlayStation controller that it probably won't fit. It might be a little awkward, Put but it on we'll your do it. We'll give you one. Put it on your PlayStation. Yeah. Just Put it on your PlayStation. Oh my god. I wanted to put that on my yeah. PlayStation now. It does. It would look great with the it white. It really pop. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. We're on to something now. I actually might try to do that. <laughs> I think easily yeah. removable as well. So yeah. really give us those thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. As always, storygoers, you can email us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the e's are threes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. DM us or comment on our stuff. Let us know what you think. And you'll happily show us on the show. And you'll earn yourself a sticker for a controller and or PlayStation and or poll at Starbucks. Or Waterball. Or mm-hmm. anywhere you want to put a sticker. Put it on yeah. your body if you want to. Cover the world. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tattoo it on you. <laughs> <laughs> eh, don't do that one. <laughs> Let's wait a little while for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we hope you're happy, healthy, everyone's doing well. Um, anyway, yeah. sorry guys, we're off tangent. 
<laughs> but um, yes, if often too. Fire trucks on fire. Uh, <laughs> this should be our next logo. Just the cartridge, just a fire truck on fire. Um, <laughs> the water spring everywhere but on the fire. The itself. wrong direction. Just like, yeah, that'd be. The fire's in the front. Water spraying out the back. <laughs> I actually would. That would be really good. I'd like a tail. I would love that. Fire yeah. yeah, fire truck on fire. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, story goes again. Hope you're doing good, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.